Okay, so today I just been trying to grasp like what's going on in my life, how I'm gonna move forward, and if I'm if I feel like I'm gonna be okay, even though I know that I ultimately am. Just like really truly considering like is it really possible for things not to go how God said they would? Excuse me. Everything leading up to this point. Obviously, honestly, it's just like, no, that's not possible. Everything is going to go every exactly how God said it is. And there's nothing nobody can do to stop or change that. But... I didn't know if I wanted to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. So, I was listening to worship music, and I was taking a bath. And I was just trying to worship God and just trying to focus and just trying to, like, think. When I was taking a bath, I was thinking about, you know, things have to be okay. They have to be all right. I have to trust God and know that everything is going to be okay. I know that things are moving faster or just seemingly, you know, more effective, like more things, more was going on, more was happening or, you know, like things was doing, like they was actually, like things were actually happening, I felt like when I was worshiping, but like ever since I've stopped, I can tell that it feels like I'm just like dropping, I'm deteriorating and I'm not getting nothing done. A lot of times I feel like these voices, they're not going to go away. Telling me like, some is telling me like, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to fast, you got to pray, you got to choose God, you got to fight. Other voices, you know, it's just like torture, like just everything negative they could possibly say, you know, always constantly trying to get me to go the wrong way and, you know, turn away from God and entice me into all kinds of other satanic type stuff. Now, it's it's sometimes so easy to focus on the negative because you feel like, why do that even have to be there? You know, why can't it just be the positive? If I'm going to be negative on my own, that's already a battle within itself. Why do I have to have all this extra added negativity and all these extra negative individuals who are trying to drag me down? It feels like an unfair fight. But in reality... It's like, whatever, you know, it's better not to complain, you know, will frustrate me a lot, a, a whole lot. And I, I feel like it's not a point in saying it because it's like people just be like, they just tune out like, huh, here she go. But it's like, it's the truth. And the fact of the matter is, it's like, you... You really don't have no. You must not be that interested to be to need to be a part of my story in that way, where your your whole your whole you know point of being here is to drag me down, sabotage me, make me look bad, or somehow take away from anything God is blessing me with. You must like what what? Why isn't your story important enough? Why aren't you a main character in your own story? Why are you a side character in mine? I don't understand it. But it's like, obviously, your life just not interesting enough. It is what it is. And I don't want to 
tear nobody down. I feel like in this process, I've learned, like, stay away from negativity. Stay away from talking about all the negative things about what's going on in your situation. Just talk about the positive. And I'm doing the best that I can, but it's frustrating. I need to get that off my chest. I'm tired of people with their opinions on my life. And every single time, they're always trying to be heard or seen. Every single time I say or do something, they got something negative to say or do back. And it's like, what is your point? What is your point? Do you have a life? Do you have ideas? Do you have goals outside of my life? I just don't understand it because all the stuff I'm finding out, like all this witchcraft that's been placed on me over the years and how people think when they do stuff, their their motivation in life, how they just, how they, everything that they do is based around me. And I just be wondering, like, how do you keep up with that? When I'm sitting here minding my business, living my life, it's not that I'm not thinking about you, but I'm just thinking about you in maybe not always a lovingly way, but in a lovingly way. When I'm thinking about you, I'm thinking about love. You know, I'm thinking about showing you love. I'm not th- praying on your downfall. I don't understand how you live like that. I really can't understand it. But, you know, that's what I got to deal with. That's what I'm living through. You know, I got to I gotta deal with finding out all these different people around me. Most of the motivation to everything that they do in life, from the moment they wake up in the morning to the moment they lay their head down at night, is to somehow beat me at something or sabotage any type of opportunity I will ever have to become somebody. And that just goes to show me that they believe in me way more than, you know, probably these people out here who actually are supporting me in the right way. People who do that, they believe in you more. People who hate on you that much, who willing to go out of their way, like put witchcraft on you to somehow, somehow ensure that you don't become something because they believe so much that you will become it if they don't do that. If they don't do something to stop you, if they don't do something to get in your way, they believe that you're going to have that no matter what they do. So I got to go do something. I got to go, you know, tear something down. I got to go drag their name through the mud. I got to go set something up. I got to go lie on them. I got to go make them look bad. I got to go stop something from them. Because if I don't, I'm too scared that they going to make it. Because if you really feel like they're not going to make it, then you ain't got no reason to go out your way to do nothing to sabotage or hinder nothing they got going on. You wouldn't be worried about them or that. And I say that too many. I say that too much, but that's just where I'm at. That's just where I'm at. And it's so frustrating because it's like, dang, that's not going to stop them from from hindering you, though. It's not going to stop them from sabotaging you. It's not going to stop them from trying to stand in your way and being jealous of you and never wanting to see you be that person they know you can be. It's not going to stop that. It's not going to stop it. So, you know, I still got to move forward. But I don't know. Maybe this can help somebody. If you ever find yourself in this place where you're thinking about this or you're thinking like this or your heart is hurting like this, I don't know. Maybe my words can offer some encouragement. Because one thing I notice is that when you hear the same thing from the same negative people and the same small-minded individuals all day, you sometimes forget stuff like this. And it seemed like common sense. It seemed like, duh. It's so obvious. Like, duh. Ain't that obvious? Everybody knows that. Sometimes when you hear it, it feels like the first time hearing it, even though you heard it a million times because you needed to hear it right then. So you never know who you can help. But regardless of anything, though, you know, I just, I can't believe this, but it's like, it's something that's been on my heart lately. Like, all day I've been thinking about, like, well, 
really, I'm, I don't want to get happy about this kind of stuff. Not because I feel like it'll change the kind of person I am, but just because I'm not the kind of person that feel like this is needed or necessary. But think about it. Think about all the all the efforts that somebody's putting in every single day, all day, just to get to you. Whether that's good or bad. They put in a whole bunch of effort to get to you in a good way. They put in a whole bunch of effort to get to you in a bad way. That's obvious. That's a clear indication of your greatness. You're great. You're that great. You're impacting people on a level where they'd rather spend all their time on you. All their spare time on you. Or any time at all. They'd rather spend it on you. That is great. You're great. You're doing great. You know... A lot of people want to be in my position, which is why I realize I get a lot of hate. Even though they try to make me seem like, what position are you in? You don't have nothing that I want or I need or whatever. You know, they'd rather be here. Give them an opportunity, they'd be here. So that's an indication of your greatness. A lot of times my greatness is downplayed. It's all glory to God, always. It's all because of God's power alone. I I spent a lot of time thinking about today. I can do whatever I want, and God going to bless it, just like Joseph. Joseph went through so much, but everything that he touched, God anointed, so that it multiplied times 10, so that anybody he worked for, anybody he worked around, anybody he knew or was associated with was anointed and blessed as well, to the point where people want gonna want to be associated with you. People gonna want to have want you to have your hand or your name or your advice or your word, anything associated with you. They gonna want to be attached to you because everything that come back from you is anointed and blessed. It's like multiplying, so big, so great, times ten. Every time you breathe on something, it just blossoms. Because God loves you so much. He's anointing everything that you touch. I see that. I see that. So I know I can go out here and do anything. I really can't. I'm about to get into culinary school. I feel like God was telling me, like, this school is about to have so much more of an anointing on it. So much more of a name for it. So many more people are going to rush to this school. This school is going to be such so much more of a better school. Like, things are going to be so... Things are going to multiply and blossom to something so much bigger just because you're going here. Just because you're going to this school. He's blessing, multiplying anything associated with me, anything attached to me. And a lot of times I'm so focused on the negativity, the fact that I'm tortured all day. I got to fight all these different people every single day just to get anything done. Just to even be able to think or breathe, any of these things. But what about how God is blessing, anointing every single thing that I touch? People sit up here and laugh at me all day. They they say I'm corny. They say, you know, that I'm weak. That I need that I that I'm you know running away from fights, scared, you know, lazy, you know, don't take responsibility for my actions. Always pointing the finger, you know, all this other stuff. Everybody always got something to say. They don't know what I'm actually battling or going through. They can never truly understand what it's like to be in my shoes. And I think that I've never understood this advice up until now. I understood it, but it never meant as much to me now. Don't take advice from nobody about your situation because nobody's going to know what to do in your situation. 
but you. Trust you. Because it's going to be so many people with all their different opinions, but they can't see the, everything that you see. And nobody can see the full picture like God. So listen to God, because God know. He's the only one that know outside of you. Better than you. More than you. And don't listen to nobody else. Let them laugh. Let them, you know, call call whatever they feel like they're going to call. Let them bet on how things going to go. Let them place their bets on the wrong person. Let them win it with let them think they win it with who they're actually losing with. Let them doubt you. Let them kick you to the side. Let them do all the other stuff. Step on you, sabotage you, backbite you, drag your name through the mud, everything. Let them do all that stuff to you. Because when it comes down to it, they never gonna be able to stop what God has for you. They never gonna be able to stop the greatness that's in you. None of that is ever going to change anything. It's giving me a new perspective on different people, too. You know, a lot of people, you know, got their opinions and they say, you know, well, if they died or they got or they got killed, it was just their time. That was that was God calling them home. I wouldn't just wouldn't want to disagree with that. But it's like then it's like, well, they deserved it. You never know if somebody deserve it or, you know, whatever opinion people got about people. And it's like I start to look at that even differently. You know, people feeling like they won because they still alive and other people were dead. And it's like, but in their death, they was more noble, more blessed, more more anointed, just more real, more everything to you. And they death, they more than you ever be in your whole life. You could live a whole long life. And in their death, they was more than you ever be. And you always feel like you won because you're still breathing. And I don't see how that's somehow an indication of that. But people going to have their mindsets. People going to have their different ideas about things. They're going to feel like, I won because of this. I won because of that. You lost because of this or you lost because of that. And it's like, I think that's why it's necessary that you don't listen to nobody else. Because they're going to feel the way that they feel. They're going to they gonna agree with the things that they agree with. And you're going to know whether it's wrong or whether it's right. And nobody's going to ever be able to see it from your perspective, especially when they're blinded by just, I don't know, like, they blinded by being biased, followers, just weak, jealousy, you know, bitterness, misery. All kinds of stuff. You know, I'm being reminded of so many different things. Like it's different people who got their hand, you know, in different things involving me. They're helping. Certain times, certain, certain, when it comes down to certain things, they are helping. I don't want to put too much on that because I know when it comes down to what really needs to happen and all that God had for me, nobody's helping me. Everybody's in my way. There's nobody helping me but God. There was nobody there. Nobody. I don't care what nobody say. Yes, I had this vision of NBA Youngboy, supposed to be my soulmate. You know, I had this vision of him, the only one not that didn't leave my side when everybody else stepped on me and did not care about me and was expecting me to die. And that just be, that's just be the rest. That's just it for my story and my name. Yes, he was the only person there, but when it came down to it, 
when it was just me and God, it was just me and God. It was nobody else. It was nobody else. And I know a lot of people be trying to say I'm wrong because I say one thing and then I feel another way. Like, you say he was the one pulling demons off of you. You say that he was the only one who had your back when nobody else was around. But you're also, you also don't mess with him for real like that. I mean, he's cool. I know that when it come down to it, he going to rock with you when he don't got nothing to benefit from you, I guess. Because if I'm truly listening to what God said, God said you set the whole thing up just so you can look like a knight in shining armor. But it is what it is. I'm not tripping about that. Because whether you set the whole thing up or not, my people should have saw through that. I don't care if nobody set nothing up around me. I'm still going to be by your side because I love you. Period. Because I'm going to be listening to God about you. But you too drawn to money, status, and you so fake and you such a snake that you, you stepped on me anyway. So I don't care what he set up. I don't care about none of that. All of that was God. All of that was God's purpose for me. That was God's will in my life. God allowed him to do that because he wanted me to see who everybody was. Period, point blank. When it come down to it, it's just me and God. He showed me that. He showed me that. People got their different perspectives on how things are, how things look or how they seem, you know? If he really did set everything up, then, you know, why he's pulling demons off of you? Who knows if that whole soulmate vision thing was even real? Because I don't even know if I believe in soulmates. I believe that your only soulmate is going to be Jesus Christ in this whole world. But don't let me tell you that, you know, especially not in the place that I'm at right now. I don't know. But all I can say is that when it comes down to it, one thing is very clear. I only have God. I only have God. He needs to be placed above any and all things because in a position that I was placed in, left for dead, treated like dirt, less than dirt, kicked around and forgot about. Matter of fact, not even forgot about. They stayed around to kick me more and stump me further down to ensure I never got back up. Once you get in a place like that and you only got God, you never about to trust nobody around you. Never. Never. Like, unless, of course, you have God. Like I said, I mean, it's complicated, but yeah, it's that. They want to convince me. Every single day they sit up here and say to me, the reason why you're going through what you're going through is because you got to let go and you got to let God. You, you taking things into your own hands. You're not trusting God to handle it for you. And that might be true to a certain extent because I can only imagine how you know, the reason why I'm holding on so tight is because I don't want the same thing to happen to me that happened before. I let go, and then here go this individual that's so hell-bent on my destruction. They sitting up here doing everything to set it, set it up and put me right back in the same place I was in before. I can't imagine not watching my back after what I've gone through. But if I just trust that God got my back and... No matter what, even though I was in that situation and I was placed, I had to go through all of that, I still made it out alive. But who will ever want to go through that again? Like, people, I don't think people understand what you be going through. I get it. If I let go, I'd probably be a lot less stressed. 
I'll be a lot more free. I have to worry about things as much. I can just go and do whatever and just trust that God got it. Okay, great. And if they do all this other stuff and they really that, you know, they really that dedicated that they started all over again. They try to put me back in the same position all over again. I'm still going to make it out again. But who want to go through that twice? Who want to go through that over and over again with somebody? So tell me that after you going through all of that, you're not going to learn to, you know, watch your back. You're not going to learn to make sure you don't let that happen again. But either way it go, there's somebody trying to help. I don't, I'm not, I'm not blaming them for that. I just know that, you know, I'm frustrated because I trust God. But I trusted God before it happened and it still happened. What do I say to that? Do I think he would let that happen again? I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I can't tell the future. And if only God could tell the future, then how is it possible that, you know, these future visions that I've been having, if they truly are real and are going to come to pass, that they're of the devil? That must mean that this individual is who he says he is. But regardless of anything, I can't understand how all the prayers that I've prayed about my family making and everything being all right with my family. And then then all these different things that I've, do, I've done, all the fighting that I've put in for my family would actually still lead to them not being there. How? How can God tell me that I'm going to have everything my heart desires and it don't consist of being my family? See, this is why I never understood growing up. But I think this might be something I'm also in a season of getting better understanding on. I never understood this growing up. How God could say, ask and you shall receive. Anything you ask of the Father, you will receive. But then at the same time, you ask him something, you never get it. You pray to God, he always hear you. Pray and it feel like he will never hear you. You pray to God and you always, you always get a response. You pray and you never get a response. Why do it feel like all this different stuff God's saying is a lie, but y'all, everybody, but, but the, but it's so, everybody's so sure that this is the truth. This Bible is the truth. Don't you never forget that. Don't never let nobody lie to you and tell you that this Bible is not the truth. The devil is a liar. But all these different words in this Bible, they not, it's not working. It's not happening. So I would say, you know, okay, it's true then. It's true. Maybe it's just not true right now. Maybe it'll just be true later. They'll be like, no, it's true right now. How can you tell me that? How can you tell me it's true right now? No, it's not true right now. That's the issue. That's why I'm frustrated. If it was true right now, I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's what's so frustrating to me. That's what always has been frustrating to me. And I guess that this is like testing it, testing and challenging my view on that. I don't know how to feel about that right now. It is what it is. I am who I am. I'm learning and I'm growing at whatever pace. And I don't know if anything will slow it down or speed it up. All I know is I'm just going to do whatever I can to remain myself in a situation that just so feels so impossible. 
That being said, you know, I know people have their opinions, but I'm not changing for people's opinions. I don't care. Everybody always got everything they, all these opinions and don't do this, don't do that, act this way, act that way, so on, so on and so forth. And it's like, no, shut up because you don't know what it's like to be me, you know, and I can't change for you because in five minutes or when I'm not who you want me to be anyways, after I did all this changing for you, you still going to move on to the next individual. Why would I change for you? I got to change for me or God. That's the only time I will never regret that. You know, but I can never say I regret anything. For real, for real. All that being said, I was thinking about rap artists and all these subliminal messages and how I feel like this Illuminati, this the Illuminati, whatever, so-called Illuminati, whatever, you know, how we have a lot, how I... Anything I could have missed growing up when I when I wasn't in this ex, in this situation or this experience, you know, what could have pointed what 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 could have happened throughout that time I just didn't pick up on I just missed it because now that I'm in this situation I just wonder what people out here who not in this situation how they living, how you living you know, because it felt like the whole world involved in this and I just want to understand. How you, how I I was, you know, going about my life, but this stuff was still happening the whole time. Where was I? Was I being used to and I didn't know it? Because what, what is going on, you know? This went over my head the whole time, so now I'm just wondering, like, what it was like when it was going over my head. And it always was subliminal messages. It was always there the whole time. In a way, you want to feel like that means that you always knew you was going to make it. But no, because I don't really know if I want to make it now. Maybe that's what God is trying to show me. You go that way, you know, this this what it consists of. And you you better off just living a simple life with God, being at peace and being happy and not having to worry about all these demonic attacks and these satanic individuals. Because that's torture. People control your life. And you tortured all day. You don't even get to enjoy nothing that you sold out for. It's somebody else or something else in your body enjoying all of that. And I, you know, I start to slip up on my worship and my praise. And I start feeling it. I feel it. Somebody else in my body. Every single day they plotting on my body. They calling it their body. They really getting so used to having people refer to myself. Referring to them as myself. Really about to, just ready to jump in my body and just take it over like it's a new car or something. It's crazy. And... This what I'm hearing. This what I'm going through. And the thing about it is, when it's gone, I won't even know. I won't even know when it's gone. I I'd have thought it was me. Because this is just the satanic stuff that's going on. I don't have a choice. If I'm going to really survive this as myself, as me, then 
I had to fight. I had to be tortured. I had to be unhappy for the rest of my life, I guess. I guess I don't actually get happiness. But it's it's messed up that I feel like God had shown me, like, you can get happiness. You deserve happiness. Happiness is possible for you. All the time growing up, I never felt I ever deserved real happiness or not that I didn't deserve it. I never felt I would ever, ever actually get it. I would never feel like I would ever get real happiness. And I'm not trying to make it a sob story. I'm just being honest. I never felt like I would ever get real happiness in my life. So I think that it's real messed up that God would make me feel like I can't have it. And then <clears throat> and then this situation be reflective of how I could never have happiness. Why do everybody always have to suffer so much to get any form of good thing anyways? That's so messed up to me. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get over that. It's like you get all this good stuff and you're supposed to somehow get over that. And then your perspective somehow changes and you somehow just feel good about it. And it's like, no. I think you're a punk, for real. If you sit up here and pretend like all this other stuff make you, make you feel better about everything you had to go through to get there. If you're not honest about that, you're a punk. Period. You got bought. That's what it is. I don't think it's fair. I never, I'm going to be quite honest. I think that this, the way I look at this story in Job, it got a lot, a big part. It plays a big part of what I'm going through right now. Like God wanted to make an example out of me or something. Because I always disagree with how that story went. Job never did nothing wrong. He was the most loyal and the most faithful. And you're going to send Satan to go destroy everything he got. And because you give him everything back over double, he's supposed to forget everything he lost. He lost children. How can you ever replace children? He lost a wife. How can you ever replace a wife? If your child died in your arms right now, it don't matter if you have a new child. You're not going to forget about the one that died. Those are people. And it always made me so mad because it's like just because. And then when Job asked God about it, God is like, you don't know what it's like to be God. Duh. That's why this don't make sense that you even did this. And that's not fair. He really didn't do nothing wrong. And all his friends around him turned on him and swore he was wrong. Like, no, you had to do something. We taking God's side. And then God going to send Job. Send them to Job to have to apologize to Job like they the ones to be blamed. As if they not innocent in the whole situation too. They did the best they could understand the whole situation. And then Job, then God going to make it seem like they was the one that's wrong. And the whole time I feel like God's just wrong. Because you sent Satan to him to do all of that. And what do you have to prove to Satan if Satan is not your match? And then let's be honest, Satan turned a third of angels against God, right? So what? Who cares? He's a liar. He did it. He do. He did it. Having to lie, right? But he never was able to storm up to God's throne like he's like he thought he was gonna be able to. He fought Michael, and God swore that he cannot match his power, and that's why he fought Michael. He would never be able to win against God, and it might be true, but still. Michael couldn't win, so God had to give Michael the power to do it. 
Technically, he did fight God. But we're not going to talk about that. Because Satan just can't be God's match. Why do God always got something to prove to Satan? Always talking about how Satan is up there in heaven laughing. I got this person. I got that person. Always get to God. Why? If he really not your match, he can't beat you. And then why would you leave him alive after he betrayed you that many times anyways? Why you let him torture us? And all this stuff really just frustrates me. I feel like this is what I'm being punished for because my opinion on it. I'm going to be quite honest. It's not going to stop me from worshiping God. It's not going to stop me from choosing God. But I, this, my opinion still haven't changed. Like, wait, I try my best. I do, I'm doing everything I can to see his way. I don't understand it. And it feel like God is, you know, feeling like, well, I'm not going to let you understand it until you just automatically understand it anyways. And I feel like a lot of this issue that I'm dealing with, a lot of these different people who don't want to go this way and who don't want to choose God, the reason why I'm fighting so hard and going through so much, trying to choose God, you know, trying to get people over to the right side and revise these people for him because this is supposed to be my assignment. A lot of issues that I'm dealing with is like they don't appreciate how God does things. They're saying he he knows us. He loves us. He knows everything. He sees everything. He understands that he forgives us. Yet because we won't come and submit to him or acknowledge that he's almighty power, he won't, you know, take us out of the situation. No. We got to put our pride and our ego to the side, but it feel like he's not putting his to the side. And then God is a jealous God. God's name is jealous. Jealousy is not pride and ego. So jealousy can exist without pride and ego. Okay, well, I'm jealous of a lot of things. I'm jealous of the fact that he allowed Satan to torture me and my family. I'm jealous of the fact that there's people out here who get to do everything they want to do so wicked and so evil, get away with it, and still be forgiven. I'm jealous of the fact that they, everything is always so much harder on me and I always get my consequences right up front, right as soon as I do something while other people are getting slaps on the wrist. I'm jealous of the fact that it's okay for people to take their anger out on me and me have to turn the other cheek, but when I do it, I'm just wrong and I just, I'm just held to such a different standard. I'm jealous of so many different things right now, if that's really what you call jealousy, because I really feel like that's common sense, for real, for real. It's so many different people around me helping on my destruction and don't ever want me to go towards God, but he's letting them. He's letting them. I don't get that. Then if somehow I'm turned against him, that's still my fault. I'm sitting here doing everything I can for God, but I'm not supposed to never feel like I'm too good for God. I feel like I'm starting to feel like I don't know if I ever really believe that, but it's like, I wonder, am I too good for God? Am I really too good for God? Because it sounds like the most idiotic thing you could ever say. God is God. I can't ever be too good for him. But why every single time I'm kissing his butt and worshiping him? Oh, no, I get a response. But when I'm suffering, he don't never say nothing. It's really starting to make me so mad. Then everybody around me got the power over me to just antagonize me and torture me. And I just have to be so patient and so kind all the time. 
but why would you put these human emotions in me that are affected and that are riled up at the at these different things if that's not how I'm supposed to operate? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. My whole situation is just so weird. I'm found blameless because I was set up. All this different stuff is going on. Yes, I'm wrong for participating in whatever sin I participated in. But when it comes down to it, I'm really blameless, right? Okay, so really my only sin was choosing God. I guess if that's a sin. The only thing I ever did wrong was choose God in the first place. And I'm suffering because of it. And I'm just like, how long is this going to take? All I got to do all of this to get out of it. And it's like... I'm supposed to I'm supposed to feel like God is doing all the work, but it's like if God is really doing all the work, then why, of course, do it count on am I counted on to do certain things right? I still gotta pray. I still gotta worship. I still gotta choose him. I still gotta fight every day. But God is doing all the work, right? So if I ain't doing it, then if I don't do that stuff, he's still doing all the work. So why things don't happen until I move if he doing all the work? This frustrating me for real. This getting on my like it's really it's getting on my last nerve. I don't know how to feel. But you supposed to move out your own way, I guess. And just let stuff flow. But if I had done that, then my soul would be sold to the devil. Please make it make sense. Let go and let God. But if I had let go, then the devil would have my soul right now. And this is a situation God put me in. But I got to take responsibility for the things that other people are doing. I got to stand in a gap for my family members that don't want to let go of witchcraft and satanic rituals and stuff. And I'm fighting them every single day. And God doing all the work. I'm getting so mad. I think that the whole time that I used to get so frustrated with people who used to never want to give God the credit for their accomplishments and their achievements in life. I may have never understood what that was like until now. I may have never understood what it was coming from until now. They will say that too. They will say, when you work hard, blood, sweat, and tears, slaving over something to accomplish something, and you got to give all your credit to God, then you understand. Until then, you will never understand what that feel like for me to be upset about that. And I used to still feel like they were just so full of themselves and selfish. But now I think I understand it on a different level now. Because... If I don't get up and work very hard, I'm held accountable. But when I get up and work very hard, all the accountability is to be given to God. I shouldn't have to get up and do nothing then if he's doing all the work. I know that sounds dumb, that sounds stupid, but it's like, why I got to be made to feel like I ain't do nothing when I did everything? Everything that was asked of me. Or I did my best to try try to do everything that was asked of me. Yet still, all that credit go to God. And I'm not even so mad at that. I don't care. God can have the credit. I'm not even tripping about that. I don't got so much pride and ego that God can't get the credit. It's just the frustration of when I don't do things. I got to take credit for that, though. When things go wrong, every time I'm wrong, every time things are wrong, or every time I don't do something, I'm to be blamed. I got to take the stress and the worry 
and it's my fault. It's all my fault. And I'm pointing the fingers. I'm the one pointing the fingers. When I get up and I fight hard and I work hard to do something, God did it. But when every t- anytime something is bad or goes wrong, it's me. Like, what? I never feel like saying this any better, but I still feel like this is wrong. And then God gets to just ignore me. He just ignore me. I'm frustrated. And everybody always say, don't say nothing when you're mad. Don't say nothing when you're mad or hurt. Just don't say anything. But I don't care who get an advantage off of that or how somebody else made it feel about that or whatever goes on after I said that if I feel like it's benefiting me. If I feel like it's helping. Because technically, if I'm going to think about all the negative impact it got on somebody else, I can go ahead and go down the list all the positive impacts it has on somebody else too. I don't need your opinion. It's biased. So yes, I'm going to let this out. I'm frustrated. But it is what it is, you know. If I don't uh, actually accomplish what I'm set out to do or ever become something, if I just let go and stop trying to be better, everybody's going to pretend like they never knew me. It's going to be like that. none of this never happened. I never suffered through any of this and no change was ever made. You know, it's going to be like nobody's want to claim me, act like they even know me. But... If I actually accomplish this and I become who I'm destined to be, everybody's going to be thirsty to act like they know me. This is why I don't care about none of y'all. This is why I do not care. This is, I care about you, but I don't care. It is what it is. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. People are so fake. People are so fake. But all that being said, I was thinking about Childish Gambino song Redbone. From the moment that song came out, God said, "Pay attention to this song. It's subliminal. Pay attention." Childish Gambino, he in something. He he's. He's trying to tell the world what he's going through. And don't nobody hear him. But you just listen to his music, you can hear the message. Redbone, I think, stood out so much to people, random people, fans, everybody, when he dropped it. Even if people didn't start taking action and praying for him and doing whatever they could for him. You know, I think that that's some, you know, I think, I think it really, it did something. I can't find the words. I'm looking for, but what I'm saying is, he. I think he was trying his best to help everybody to avoid the situation he found himself in. Redbone, that picture 
of the ancestor with the eyes rolled to the back of their head. That's the album cover. Let me just be quite honest. God had gave me a word on that from the first second it came out. Everybody's talking about some, oh my gosh, you wouldn't even believe this is Childish Gambino. He sounds completely different. And God said to me, it's that he's trapped. He's trapped. He's not. He's doing everything in his power to try and warn people. He's warning us. And I used to think it was too much hype on his name and his music. But he's trapped. And it was a subliminal message. And I listened to the song and I was crying. Because I knew what he was saying. I knew what God was saying he was saying. The whole song, I heard it. He said, stay woke. Because they be creeping. They going to find you. They going to catch you sleeping. He's talking about, you know, this slavery. He's talking about this mental slavery we're in. Soon as you try and find your way out, you find out that it feels impossible to get out. You've been enslaved your whole life and your whole family enslaved too. And the only way to get out of the situation is God. And when you can't, when you can't submit yourself over to God and do everything God told you to do, you find yourself fighting just this impossible battle where if you ever find a creative solution on getting out, they do nothing but use you as a weapon against your own people. It is what it is. I don't know if the whole, the song was saying all of that, but that's pretty much where I'm getting it from in my, in my journey right now. And it's saying stay woke because I noticed that in the process of this fight, I can't stay up. I just sleep all day. I'm fighting so hard. And it's like everybody's just like, stay up, stay up, stay up, stay woke, stay woke. And then that's not the only metaphor. Also, you know, we're asleep in the spiritual realm. I hear a snoring. I hear we're snoring. My whole family snoring. We're asleep. And then when I wake up, I see his demons on me. I see all this other weird, crazy stuff happening, you know, like orgies and murder and body parts, limbs being eaten. We're eating our own feces. We are running from Satan. We're hiding from him in any place that we can. We are, you know, chasing at the demon and being chased by demons. We're believing that we're somewhere that we're not. And whole time we are in, you know, rubble. Places that have been burned down to the ground. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. That's what we're going that's what's going on in the spirit. Everything is in that Bible, that's what's going on in the spirit, actually. And that's why he's saying stay woke. Because when you wake up, you start to see the stuff that's actually going on in the spirit. But when you're asleep, you start to feel like whatever you see on the outside, like this normal everyday life that, like this podcast I'm on right now, YouTube, Instagram, all these celebrities in the song that I listen to even by him, you start to think that that's all it is to life. Oh, that stuff is not real. Witchcraft does not work. Uh, God is not real. All this other stuff. And that's why you say stay woke. When you woke, you know who you are. You know who God is. You know the impossible battle we really fighting. And you know that you are a slave. You don't have no real freedom. You are not free.
And the thing is, you know, in the spiritual realm, white people do own black people still to this day. But the issue about that is, you know, my debate that I've been going through lately. Do white people go to heaven because of that? Is God saying that white people have their reward? They don't make it into heaven because of the way things are? Or is he saying that we just all going to hell? It feels like he pointing out this part, this part in the scripture, the scripture that says he looked down and he looked for one that does good. There was not one that did good. No, not one. It's not one person, this whole entire planet that does good. Not one person, no matter how many good people you think you know. It's not one person on this whole planet that does good. Not even one. That's what the Bible say. The Bible is the truth, and that's true, right? No matter how good somebody appear to be, you need to know them spiritually. So, I don't know. All these different visions, I, I see that they're enticing me away from, you know, God. And do everything in their power to somehow drag me down and keep my power in God. But if he going to let them have it, then what can I do? I done did everything I could to fight for it. If he just going to let them walk away with it, then what, what am I supposed to do? Please tell me. Please tell me. I couldn't believe that was possible. Like, somebody can steal from you what God gave you? In the spirit, though. I know somebody can steal your money here. Somebody can steal your clothes. Somebody can steal your work. Somebody can steal, you know, your credit. But I didn't think somebody could actually steal your faith in God. Like, literally snatch everything from up underneath you that you built in God and wear it. Take off as you and leave you with nothing to the point where you're like, who am I? For real. It don't feel like it once felt. I don't feel God around me like I once did. Somebody can snatch it up off you for real. And God will let them. So I don't know. I don't know. I told myself I'm going to keep fighting till I can't, so I can't take it no more. And I don't know. I think I might be there. I don't know if I can take it no more. Maybe this is just a devil I had to face in my in my life, you know, at some point or period in my life. But, you know, I never wanted to become like these different people because God would always say, this person is this and this person is that and this person don't care and that person don't care. But it's like you always talking about somebody, but I can't ever talk about nobody to you. And then on top of that, just because you're telling the truth is supposed to be right. I can tell the truth and I'm still wrong. And then on top of that, it's like, if these people, if if you, if I know what I know, that I cannot judge and I'm nobody to be, to be judging anybody, even though God can judge, he can say that. But if I want to, if I'm speaking on who I am and what's, and how I feel about it, then it's not fair. It's not fair what I'm going through. It's not fair that you sent me here and you, you pretty much let me, allow me to be bait 
and let all the biggest demonic, most satanic individuals come and just destroy my whole life. Why are you letting them put witchcraft on me? Why I got to fight it off me? But you're supposed to be protecting me this whole time. I'm supposed to be protected in God. I'm, because I choose God, they cannot touch me. But they still are. Like what? I'm making this up. I don't care what nobody says. Nobody's like, people can tell you. Pastors tell you all the time. Oh, it's just, you know, they're not touching you. They can't hurt you. Just know that they can't touch you and they can't hurt you. What am I going through then? I'm making this up. They didn't try to get me to sell my soul and try to kill me. You could say what was all in your mind and it's how you choose to see it. It's the perspective. I don't care what you say. It was no escaping that. They flipped my car while I was in it. They made a car pop up out of nowhere. They doing all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. They making birds follow me. Everybody know me. Weird, random people just talking to me, know my whole life. What? All this weird, random stuff that's happening to me, I follow everywhere I go. I, oh, my gosh. I, I can see myself being seen and watched from different angles. But this is just a mindset. I just made this up. Then I can't even get away from it. There's nothing I can do to get away from it. They mock me and they laugh at me, but... They don't got no real power. They not doing nothing. This not real power. They not doing nothing. They not controlling my whole family against me. They not keeping me from God. Nope. All this is just made up then. I'm just crazy. Right? Okay. This is what I'll never understand. I'll never understand it though. But I won't fall into it though. Because... I never chose that for a reason. Maybe one day I was thinking I was going to learn about it, but it don't mean I was choosing it. I was still always going to choose God. And now I'm seeing it from this perspective. I still don't want it. And they definitely did the wrong thing by doing it the way that they did it. They tried to bully me the whole time, torture me. Now they expect me to just join forces with the same people who did all this to me. What do I look like? For real, what do I look like? And you can do everything you can to torture me, but I promise you, every second of every waking day, I'm going to be waiting for the opportunity, waiting for the opportunity to get back to God. I don't want you. I would never want you. Ever. And if you ain't on the same page with me, because how how can you say, why aren't you mad at God? Why don't you feel this way about God? I feel all these different ways about God, but what's the difference of choosing you? You're not no better. You didn't do nothing for me. You don't care about me. And if God don't care about me, okay, cool, but I still choose him. What do you mean? I don't want you. I just don't want you. That's what it is. That's what it come down to. I just don't want you. Yes, there's real reasons. You don't ever want to hear none of them. I just don't want you then. Straight like that. Just like you don't want to ever hear nothing when I tell you get away from me. I don't ever want to hear nothing when you try to get me away from God. I don't want you. That's what it is. So what? You are not God. That's it. That's that. Any other questions? Like, that's it. And... The most frustrating part, though, that God letting this happen, though. 
I'm just so mad about that. I'm just so mad about that. Because it's like, I get it. You want to prove your point. Why you always got a point to prove to Satan? Who? If Satan really ain't nobody and ain't got no real power, then why do you always have a point to prove to him? Why do you always have to prove to him? This one is faithful. This one will choose me no matter what. So go ahead and destroy their lives and take them through all this trauma that they'll never, you know, be able to forget. Even if they do forget, they still have to go through all that pain, all that suffering. To somehow prove they loyal and faithful to me. What's the point? And then when you ain't, then what? I don't get it. Doing all this to prove to God. And, I, and you know, another, another time God was super wrong. How Abraham followed him into the wilderness. Took everything and followed him until he said stop. He didn't tell him nothing. And then still at the order he done for him, calling him a friend and everything, he still required his child just because he was jealous of the son that he finally gave Abraham. He was jealous of how much Abraham loved him, so he was going to make him sacrifice him to him. Like, that's just so wrong. That is so wrong, but God is always right. God is always right. That's not fair. He traumatized. Then... Abraham felt some way about that, but God is somehow satisfied. You proved that you would give your child for me, but no, I don't want your child. I'm going to sacrifice mine instead. Why did you have to take them through all of that? Why did you need that? If you got it, you know everything. You should already know that Abraham is loyal to you. Why you always need proof? I don't understand how a God who knows everything needs proof. You can expose to me what I do not know. You can show me different things for myself that I would never have known, but somehow you need proof for me. Why? That don't make sense. But you know what? It's okay. Because whatever. Whatever. It ain't nothing in this world for me. It's nothing in this world for me. It would never be nothing in this world for me. And I never believe that none of these people out here who don't know what love is could ever love me. Period. That's what it is. So I don't care. I don't care. And if this somehow is supposed to be some sort of demonstration of somebody trying to make me believe that they're the only person that ever really be for me or understand me. No, I don't need that. I never needed it. And if I'm ruining that plan or that opportunity or anything like that, I still don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you're the only person for me and you got to suffer because I don't want to be with you. So what? I don't care. I don't care. It sounds bitter. It sounds miserable. Whatever. I don't trust you. It is what it is. I don't trust nobody. This vision is supposed to be of the future, but you here now. Acting like I'm not going to meet you until a certain time, but you here now. I cannot trust no soul. I can't trust a soul. I don't need nobody. I don't. Whatever. They can do what they want. They got control to do whatever they want in this world. They're just going to do it. I'm going to do me. It is what it is. We're going to see how things work out.